0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to The Scoop, part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network. This is the number one UNC football recruiting podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. This podcast is brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and shirt.com. Right on Franklin Street and online, get all your UNC gear, T-shirts, sweatshirts, shorts. Stickers, anything you need at Johnny T shirt. And for inside Carolina subscribers, you can get 10% off with your uh, promo code. So check out Johnny T shirt and johnnyt shirt.com, the local one stop shop for everything UNC related. The scoop is next. Right. Welcome into The Scoop. As I said, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. Guys, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina Podcast Network. As always, check out Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. We're back on schedule here every other week. Don, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. We're recording on
1: signing day. And yeah, It's weird because... We don't have any real signing day obligations. I just been re- My schedule, for the most part, is very similar to any other Wednesday. It's just such a weird sort of deal. You know how it is. You, you remember the old signing days where it was like you wake up 5 o'clock in the morning. You have a bunch of things you need to get done throughout the day and, and all of that. So it's been a little bit different
0: for me today. What about you? What's going on with, with Ross? <laughs> yeah, so how many years has it been December signing day? Do you know? that's a good question was it um at least I don't, at I don't least know it's just... three
1: yeah i think we're pushing
0: three or four yeah but four, um maybe I even mean,
1: five Probably yeah even
0: four. and obviously mac brown likes to get his guys locked in and signed yeah. and so for the last couple of years we haven't had much to do in february in terms of recruiting well, well but... a lot of schools try to do that it's just
1: really it's a couple of schools that maybe have a, a couple of holes that still need to be filled. Or if you're going through a coaching transition, mm-hmm. you need to, um, to, to basically fill the class out. Cause they, they lost everybody. But uh, you know, Mac dealt with this in his first class too, which I think was the second time, second, or maybe yeah. it's the first one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then, oh, yeah. I've seen like Virginia signing a lot of people today. Probably do some of the, the guys, probably Miami. I just haven't been yeah. following that as much, but UNC's locked in with the number nine recruiting class. I don't know if that's going to change or not, but we're sitting here around 11.15 on Wednesday. And today, the show, the, um, as we previewed last time we did the scoop, is going to be a preview of UNC's top 2023 targets. These are names I don't really know as well. Don, of course, knows them. But this is for the listener, for the UNC football recruiting fan. We're going to go through um, the 20 top realistic targets for UNC Go through everyone briefly. Names to know. Names to know. Get familiar with the names the guys we'll be talking about for the next calendar year. uh, The the kind of top UNC targets for the 2023 class. That's what to expect um, from this podcast. Before we do that, Don, as we record this, uh, and as you listen to this, let's say that as you listen to this, UNC has landed a commitment from a a transfer commitment, a grad transfer commitment in the form of Spencer roland out of harvard uh, an offensive lineman listed as 6'6 285 can play guard can play tackle um don you've been tracking this what's the news here what can you tell us about spencer roland who is expected to join unc in the summer after he finishes his academic career at harvard
1: yeah just a quick background you know he played football at uh, harvard which overlapped three seasons but one of those seasons was canceled because of covid was a starter this past season, made all Ivy league. He made his intentions known during the fall that he was planning on transferring from Harvard following this past season, initially committed to Penn state. He withdrew that commitment. I think it was like in early December, shortly after that, he started hearing from North Carolina, specifically Stacy Sheryls, UNC's offensive line coach. Sheryls went by and, and did a uh, contact visit with him. They talked, they set up an official visit for the first weekend following the, Holiday holiday dead period took that official visit, then also took an official visit to Arizona State this past weekend, and then I think he was basically, from what I gather, basically sold on North Carolina after the official, but wanted to honor that commitment that he made to take the official to Arizona State and did that, and now here we are. He's committed to North Carolina, intends on transferring in uh, the summer to UNC because he's, as you mentioned, he's gra- he still has to graduate from Harvard in May.
0: Yeah. And so, and he's from uh, Minnesota and he, I mean, like, like Don said, played at Harvard. Um, he's versatile. So he can play offensive tackle and guard, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: i yeah. I mean, I think we're going to just throw him out there as an offensive lineman. He played right tackle mostly for Harvard, you know, um, UNC needs more help in the interior. So, you know, Maybe they try to, to bulk him up, move him to guard. So I think just labeling him as an offensive lineman is probably the safest bet.
0: Okay. And I mean it's clearly a position of need. They went out and got Corey Gaynor, an experienced offensive center, offensive uh, center there to, to provide depth there with Brian Anderson and Corian Johnson. And after losing Marcus McKeithen, Joshua Zudu, and Jordan Tucker to the NFL draft or just to leaving UNC. They bring in another experienced offensive lineman who who could be ready to start. I don't know how good he is, but um at least has played a lot at the college level, not ACC level, but Harvard probably pretty smart, experienced. He's gonna at least probably not a yeah, bot.
1: He has a three, I think it's three point eight five GPA majoring in, I think it was
0: mechanical engineering.
1: Yes. So yeah, Sco- I would say he's pretty intelligent.
0: Yeah, I think once you get into Harvard, it's kind of easy, but getting into Harvard is, is hard. Um, did you apply to any Ivy League schools?
1: I did not, but they wanted me. <laughs> I did. So I did take a visit to Penn just because the way, you know, there, there's a bunch of colleges in downtown Philadelphia, and I visited a couple of them Drexel, and I can't remember what the other one was, but uh, and Penn is just kind of right down the street. So we did do a little bit of a tour of Penn, realized that they probably
0: uh, weren't going to want me. I couldn't imagine you at an Ivy League. Um, but yeah, depth, uh, smart guy, experience. So they the offensive line is going to be a big concern, I believe, entering spring and entering fall. You know, they're getting some more bodies in there, which is good because um, I don't know who's going to start William Barnes might start. Ed Montillas is going to start. Maybe Corey Gaynor, Steven Richards. But, you know, after that, you don't know. and I don't know how good you feel with Barnes and – and Montel's there. All right. So a little news there for you. Spencer Rowland commits to UNC as a transfer out of Harvard. Okay. Don, let's get into our top 20 um, UNC targets for the 2023 class. You put this list together for me to go through. A lot of these names, I don't know. So what's I'm going to do? I'm going to preview each one. I'm going to read their profile. And you're going to provide a sentence or two about them, um, maybe about their game a little bit, and then a sentence or two about their recruitment. And then we'll move on. We're gonna kind of roll through these. Stay with us. We'll try to keep it fresh, um, and hopefully not get too distracted and off the off the schedule here. Okay. All right. You ready? Great. I am ready. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. Sullivan. These are in alphabetical order. That's important to note. Don made a point to to, to say that, right?
1: Yes, and I and I. This is names to know. Um, I don't want anyone to take anything more out of. The, the 20 that I chose or the order of the, the 20 other than the fact that we need to know these names or you need to know these names.
0: Yeah. And we'll close with the listeners top five with, with their top five targets for the 2023 class. All right, let's get into it. Sullivan Absher, offensive lineman, six seven two seventy five 275 from Belmont, North Carolina. Yeah. So this is a guy who, um,
1: as you mentioned, tall kid, he plays in a wing T offense. So, his recruitment was a little bit slowed by that. Camped at North Carolina during, um, uh, in June, grew up a huge UNC fan. At this point, I mean, he has a bunch of offers now, visited Notre Dame over the weekend. It's difficult for me to see him going anywhere too far away. Huge UNC fan. I don't think he's, I don't think a commitment is imminent, but I think that uh, UNC is in the driver's seat in this recruitment. Definitely. Okay. So definitely make sure. We know Selvin Absher.
0: There you go. And there's uh, two crystal ball uh, predictions one from North Carolina, one from Notre Dame. Notre Dame made by Tom Loy he is not ranked at this time. All right. Next one. Moving right along. Good job on that, Don, on the timing. All right. Marquis Anderson. That's M A R K E E. Offensive tackle, six, four and a half, 305 from Roebuck, South Carolina. He's a four star. Ranked 178 in the nation. Yeah, so this is a kid. This is an interesting situation because
1: typically top ranked players in South Carolina don't end up in North Carolina because, you know, there is definitely a a pull from the in state programs, Clemson, South Carolina. And if they don't end up there, it's usually an SEC school. But Marquis has continuously visit North Carolina attended the junior day this past weekend, attended a football game during the, during the season also was in for a, a visit in June. He has visited South Carolina a lot also in Clemson once and really badly. So this is going to be a battle, but, um, I think North Carolina is in a surprisingly, um, positive spot right now for Marquis Anderson.
0: Yeah. I like his name too. It's, it sounds like Marquis. It's like the, it's both a Q, but It's with a K. So why do you think UNC is going to beat out Clemson South Carolina for this guy?
1: Well, I don't know if I don't, I'm not saying that I'm just saying that typically those sort of linemen, they come up for a courtesy visit and then you don't hear much from them again, other than that. They just will include North Carolina in their list. But if if we're just, if we're following the visits, which I always feel like it's not a foolproof sort of um, philosophy, but it's, it's one of the more telling philosophies that we can follow when it comes to recruiting. And I just think it's, the fact that North Carolina has been able to attract him to campus so much is, is pretty significant.
0: Okay. Next one Chris Culliver, wide receiver, 6'3, 174, from Maiden, North Carolina. Three star guy, ranked 422 in the nation, number 55 wide receiver. Donald. So, those who have been, I guess, reading
1: my stuff for a long time, and I think I've mentioned him on the podcast before, know that I'm a huge fan of Chris Culliver. He's, a little bit in the middle of nowhere. It's outside of Charlotte, but it's probably more like an hour, hour and a half outside of Charlotte at Maiden high school, you know, Maiden has produced some kids and a lot of them have been underrated. And I think he's the the latest one, but he's starting to get some buzz with, with his offers and everything long kid, legit six, three 175 pounds. Um, You know, North Carolina was in a great position early on. I think some of the, the, the new offers that kind of came through have, cause him to kind of take a step back and want to reevaluate everything, but um, I mean, he's definitely a guy that North Carolina has a really good shot with.
0: Yeah, it seems like a little bit slow, uh, lower ranked kid though that they usually go for, especially wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and I, I think he's he's my guy in this class. I feel like he's un he's underrated. I feel like he should be ranked higher. I think he has a ton of athletic ability. He has legit size. He plays for um, the Carolina stars, one of the top um, several of seven programs in the region. And I mean, if you go and if you follow maiden football, I mean, he was maiden football's team this past season. It was several games. He put the team on his back, had like five touchdowns. I mean, this is, that's the type of player you want in your program.
0: All right. Michael Daughtry safety, six-one, one-eighty, 180 from Loganville, Georgia. Uh, four star 156 in the nation number 14 safety. I saw you did an article by him about yes. him recently.
1: Yes, so Daltry, he the the article was on his junior day visit to North Carolina, which he did this past Saturday. So definitely read that to get like a, a more detailed idea of what's going on with his recruitment. You know, he's a kid from Grayson High School is a powerhouse in Georgia, produces tons and tons and tons of of um, prospects that go all over the place. So um he's always being tested. He play, he too plays for a really big time 707 program, Hustle Inc., which is one of probably two of the top 707 programs in uh in Georgia. This is uh this past weekend's visit to North Carolina was his was his second. Okay. It's gonna be a little bit of a battle with him, but I mean he's close with Caleb Downs and and obviously um has a good relationship with Dre Bly.
0: And I, I noticed that Charlton Warren is his recruiter for Georgia listed. Mm-hmm. So we need to change that. Is Charlton leading his recruitment? Uh, yeah, I um I would imagine so.
1: I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. but I mean Dre Bly is involved with that too, you know, just because um you know he's close friends with with Caleb Downs, which is obviously Dre Bly's nephew.
0: Okay. And nice segue there. The next one, Caleb Downs safety six one, one eighty-five from Horshton, Georgia, Mill Creek High School. It's the highest ranked kid we've talked about so far, five star number 12 in the nation, number one safety. Uh, I I imagine most of our listeners this podcast know his name and it's Josh Downs' younger brother. Yes. Okay. Floor is yours.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you don't get much big time than him. You know, I think a lot of UNC fans felt like, okay, this is is a lock. You know, UNC is going to get this kid. But I don't think that's the case. Um, (laughs) He has made tons of visits elsewhere. Seems to be very interesting going to a blue – a blue blood program. Um, but he has also made a bunch of visits, to North Carolina. A lot of them go unreported mostly because he's going to hang out with his brother. And even when he goes to a recruiting event, he doesn't go in with the recruits. He kind of just shows up for certain activities and kind of goes and hangs out with his brother. But obviously, you know, the same reasons that North Carolina was able to score Josh Jones's commitment are going to be the same reasons, why North Carolina could score Caleb Downs's recruitment, but like as I said, I mean Georgia, um, Clemson, all these programs are hitting him hard, and he's very interested in those programs also.
0: Yeah, and it's close there, and you know that brothers don't always follow their other brother; it's not always the case. You saw that with Chad Saras' brother Sage and a bunch of the players.
1: Well, the thing too is the two brothers didn't even go to the same high school. They actually played against each other mm. in, while when um, during Josh's senior year. So yeah, I mean. They're very close, though, but yeah. they're they're accustomed to not being on the same team.
0: And by the time Caleb would be in college, uh, Josh may be gone. So it might not yep. even matter. Yep. Um, and the UNC could sell playing time. I imagine it's kind of is what they're looking for, you know, come in and start immediately, that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, pay some bills with some ads. We'll be right back with 15 more of the must names to know. kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply paramount
1: plus and the national park foundation present a mountain of zen this earth week you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on paramount plus paramount plus official streaming partner of the national park foundation
0: all right we're back moving right along thanks to those who stuck around for the next portion of this podcast you're listening to The Scoop Podcast, brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and shirt.com. All right, Monroe Freeling, offensive tackle, 6'7", 283, from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, down there by the Charleston area, I believe. Um, high-ranked kid, high four-star, uh, ranked number 94 in the nation, number nine offensive tackle.
1: Yeah, so this is a kid who I, I think very highly of. I mean, he's highly ranked, uh, can't get too much higher. I mean, he's a top 100 Prospect, but I mean definitely has the size, um, has the flexibility, um, has the athleticism. He's a basketball player. His mom's a yoga instructor, which I think helped has helped with his uh flexibility. Has visited North Carolina quite a few times and UNC has left a big impression on him. North Carolina was, was one of a handful of schools that uh he seemed really high on during the season. And I think he's spent this offseason or is trying to spend this offseason trying to see some others. UNC is in it, but it's going to be a battle. And he's originally from Washington State. So as far as, like, proximity to home is not going to matter for him.
0: Okay. Monroe Freeman. All right. Moving right along. Christian Hamilton, wide receiver. Uh, six foot one seventy five from Harrisburg, North Carolina, Hickory Ridge High School, one thirty two in the nation, number twenty three wide receiver, which makes him a four star prospect.
1: Yeah, so he he is another kid that has plays for the Carolina Stars, has a ton of or I shouldn't say a ton, but has some ties to North Carolina, most notably his high school coach is Jupiter Wilson, who played in North Carolina, and so uh, which I don't necessarily think it's going to be a lock, but he has visited North Carolina more than any other school, Uh, but he also has branched out a little bit, even has taken some visits to Texas A&M, I think went to Penn State, um, some other programs, maybe, I don't think he made it to Ohio State, but I think that was his intentions, but, I mean, UNC, you know, he returned to North Carolina for their junior day this past weekend, made a bunch of visits um, during the summer, visited during the season so i mean obviously north carolina is is firmly entrenched in this recruitment also but you know he's a high profile kid you know clemson offered him and and thinks very highly of him so it's going to be a battle
0: where is hickory where's harrisburg north carolina
1: it's just outside of charlotte it's basically charlotte okay the university area of charlotte basically
0: um great all right christian hamilton all right moving right along aj harris a cornerback From Alabama, um, 6'1", 185, ranked number 18 in the nation, number three cornerback, making him a 24-7 sports, five-star. Now, wasn't there a a cornerback that was going to commit somewhere around New Year's?
1: Yes, so that was him. Okay, that's him. He's
0: visited. He's visited.
1: Yeah, so yeah, he visited for a game, and he had a top six at one point. Uh, which included North Carolina. It was uh, like UNC, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU. Kind of like heading up to his announcement, he decided to kind of just take a step back and just hit pause completely. And I think the most recent article I read, he says he doesn't even have any favorites and is just kind of go, go through the process. A lot of it has to do with all the turnover with all the coaches that that were recruiting him, and he's trying mm-hmm. to feel things through. I know that there's been a lot of buzz with North Carolina with him. I think that, you know, all the other schools are recruiting him. He's visited multiple times. He's only visited North Carolina once, you know, before I can jump on any sort of wagon, I need to see him visit at least one more time. But uh, I mean, UNC's in here. And, and if UNC were to land AJ Harris, the prime reason would be Dre Bly. He's established a, a great relationship with Harris and his father. And obviously, Dr- uh, Dre's resume speaks volumes to AJ.
0: All right. Good stuff. That'd be a huge gift for UNC. All right. Jamal Jarrett, defensive lineman, 6'5", 330, from Grimsley High School in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, three-star guy, 369 in the nation, number 25, offensive tackle. So I think he, he plays a little bit of both O-line and D-line. What's going on with Jamal Jerry? Looks like he has a bunch of good offers. Yeah, he, he's mostly
1: exclusively played defensive tackle for Grimsley. And, I mean, we're all still trying to figure out is the offensive guy, defensive guy, even the, the coaches at Grimsley aren't 100% sure. But um, but anyway, I mean, he's a kid. North Carolina was his first offer. And I think that um, holds a special spot in his mind um, when it comes to looking at schools. He's visited North Carolina a ton but he's also kind of ex- starting to expand out with his visits. But I, I, I think really, you know, I, UNC is a, a, a prominent figure in this recruitment.
0: Okay, good stuff. Jamal Jarrett, local kid, around down the road in Greensboro. All right, Paul Megbinga, offensive tackle, 6'4", 280 at a Beaufort, Georgia, uh, unranked in the composite. Paul Mumbinga. Yes. So
1: just ran a story on Mubinga um, on Wednesday. Okay, So definitely check that out. He's a kid who his recruitment didn't really get going until the end of last season. Plays for a Georgia powerhouse, Buford High School. Mm-hmm. You follow UNC recruiting, you know Buford High School. UNC has recruited a lot of, of prospects out of Buford, has landed a lot of prospects out of Buford. Uh, he is not familiar with any of those guys, just other than Jake Pope at UNC recruited and did not land because he um, uh, he just moved to the area when, midway through his seventh grade. So, um, and UNC has been you know, recruiting that school for 15 years or so. But anyway, um, so his recruitment is just getting started. He's a kid who really focuses on academics. So that's why, even though he has a, a gazillion offers, North Carolina and Wake Forest seem to be the two schools that have um, have have positioned themselves prominently in this recruitment. But, I mean, we're just getting started with his recruitment. So I think we'll, he'll have a better grasp of where things might go towards the, the latter parts of, of, of the spring.
0: Okay. and All right. We're halfway there, Don. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, Timing wise, we're doing good. You should be proud of me. Yeah, you're doing. I think you're giving good little tidbits. um, And we're getting a good idea of of UNC's targets. What are you looking at right now?
1: Um, My daughter just texts me all the time.
0: What she texts you? How she texts you at school?
1: They're allowed to have phones. It's not like a big deal. And what's weird is like, so so her science class, if you put your phone up on a cart when you get in, you get like this bonus ticket thing that you can use towards extra credit or whatever.
0: How's her but, basketball season going?
1: Um, the team, not good. They've only won one game. But, I mean, she plays most of the games and uh, does well in them. So, um, you know,
0: that, that's all we can ask for. <laughs> ask for some wins. All right, moving on. Marion Parker from the same school as A.J. Harris, right? That's it right. Yeah. Wait, wait, say it again. Tamarion Tamar- Parker. Um, no, they're same, same. Same city, West? same city. Same city, yes, yes. Phoenix City, Alabama. Sorry. Defensive line, 6'4, 255, four-star, number 89 in the country, number 14 defensive lineman.
1: Yeah. So the, here's a kid that he was supposed to attend the junior day this past weekend. And I was told that those plans were canceled, uh, Something came out family wise had nothing to do with his interest level in North Carolina, but it was curious to me because one of the reasons why UNC was actually in a good position with this kid and was he was able to and able to score a pair of visits from him one during the summer. And then again for a football game was because of his relationship with Jay Bateman. And as we mm-hmm. all know, Jay Bateman is no longer at North Carolina. The fact that this kids in Alabama doesn't help the situation and then also, schools like Georgia and Alabama and Auburn and some others have made him a priority. So, um, you know, a situation that looked really promising early on might not, well, I'm going to say doesn't look as promising right now.
0: There you go. Tomarion Parker. Okay. Good little insight there. All right, moving right along. Chris Peel, cornerback, six foot, 175 from Providence Day School in Charlotte not ranked. Yeah. He's another kid that had a great relationship with Jay
1: Bateman. I think obviously a Charlotte kid should be a lot easier for UNC to, to reset itself with. Uh, He visited during the season, intends on visiting in the spring. Hasn't set anything up yet. He hasn't taken a ton of visits during um, uh, in January. Uh, I think he made it to NC state and maybe one other place. You know, he's a kid. Great, you know, a legit track uh, track speed. Um, plays all over the place for Charlotte Christian. They won the state championship in their classification in the private league, um, and he was a big part of that. Not just as a cornerback, which is what he's being recruited for, but also as a running back, which kind of speaks to just his overall athleticism.
0: Okay, great, Chris Peel. Moving right along, this is a name that a lot of people will know. Noah. Rogers wide receiver 6'1", 180 from rollsville North Carolina I think that's outside Charlotte outside Raleigh yeah yep uh, number 55 in the nation number nine wide receiver uh, a four-star composite prospect
1: yeah so this is a guy that uh, you know some have him as a top player of the state and mm-hmm. I mean I don't think you you can't really make an argument. I-, I can't make an argument against that. You know, although I I think that, um, you know, I I like uh, Keith Sampson, who's not on this list. Um, But, uh, you know, big play receiver, big kid, jump ball guy, stretch the defense guy, that sort of thing. The problem North Carolina has with him is one, his profile has has risen. Um, He's picked up offers from, you know, Ohio State, Clemson really wants a bunch of other schools. And then also his best friend is Lex Thomas, who in Lex's two brothers play at NC State. Lex is committed to NC State. Lex is a quarterback. And because of that connection and because Lex makes a lot of visits to NC State, Noah Rogers has made a lot of visits to, to, to NC State. So even though uh, Lonnie Galloway and UNC have done an unbelievable job recruiting Noah Rogers and, and getting him to campus and all that, um, they it's just going to be difficult for them to To overcome his comfort level and familiarity with NC State's campus and its team and its coaching staff.
0: Same high school as Lex Thomas?
1: No, they actually different high schools. Lex goes to Heritage in Wake Forest, which is next town over. Yeah. Uh, But they grew up together, play pop Warner together. Were on a they're on they both play for the Carolina Stars, and even though Carolina Stars are based in Charlotte, they both together make that trip. Um, to practices together. Gotcha. Um, so spend a lot of time together.
0: All right. Next up, Tony Rojas, linebacker, six foot three, 200 pounds from Fairfax, Virginia, ranked 426 in the nation, number 34 linebacker.
1: Yeah. So he's a kid who UNC offered, let's see, UNC offered in, in October and probably weren't on his radar too much. And, but then he goes. To the first junior day of this of the cycle, which is earlier in, in January, and UNC made a pretty good first impression on him. He's in, he's um, considering coming back. The problem is is that schools like Virginia Tech, Maryland, Penn State have made him a priority. Penn State, in particular, who's doing really well in the state of Virginia uh, in this in this cycle, um, you know, is 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 definitely going to be a formidable fo- formidable foe for anyone who wants to land um, Rojas, but, uh, but UNC is definitely in this and, and uh, could definitely score a second visit.
0: Okay. Tony Rojas. All right. Next up we have Joel Starlings as his profile loads defensive uh, lineman, uh, 6'5, 310 from Benedict high school in Richmond, Virginia. Four star prospect, 216 in the nation, 34 defensive lineman. Yeah, so he's this is
1: a kid where UNC had shown interest, had him come in for the, I believe it was the Carolina cookout, but hadn't offered until Gene Chiswick became defensive coordinator. And right. I think a lot of that is because Chiswick's going to want more defensive tackles than what Bateman wanted. So uh, he was supposed to visit this past weekend, but did not. It was kind of a last minute thing. He had already, committed to visiting um virginia on saturday so he was so he was going to try to make it to unc on sunday that did not happen and um and so i would imagine i haven't spoken to him yet but i would imagine that that um sometime after uh the february dead period he'll be on north carolina or north or north carolina's campus to meet his new defensive coaches
0: okay great all right.
1: Next up, was, I probably to mention, he was committed to Michigan for a, a bit there, uh, but obviously opened it up back up, and and um, a bunch of schools are in play with him.
0: It looks like Michigan's getting a new coach.
1: Yeah, so like crazy they're, that
0: they're losing Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Appreciate your take there. All right, Grant.
1: <laughs> I didn't think you wanted me to comment on this, right. on uh, Harbaugh. That's all right. Uh, I just I, – I don't understand – I feel like Harbaugh has great job security at Michigan, as mm-hmm. we've seen, because um, he had some down years and, and they they stuck with him. Um, why would you would want to go to the NFL and be fired after two seasons?
0: Yeah, but he'll always, he'll always have a job. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's – I
1: mean, money-wise, he's, he's set. But, I mean, <sighs> you know, I yeah. don't
0: know. All right, next up, Grant Tucker, wide receiver, uh, 6'3", 185 from Charlotte Christian in Charlotte, North Carolina. Four-star guy, 252 in the nation, 23-ranked linebacker. So linebacker or wide receiver, Dom? So th- this is a kid. He's, he's a tall, long, skinny
1: athlete. Okay. Good player, plays wide receiver and safety for the Carolina Stars, which is the 7-on-7, 7-on-7 team I, I spoke about earlier. And so everyone's kind of trying to figure out, OK, how is this guy going to develop? How's how's his body going to develop? Uh, he visited North Carolina this past weekend for the junior day where he was told that uh, Coach Chisick kind of sees him as more of a nickel guy, which I think is a good spot for him, because I think that, you know, I, I think he's a defensive player. I don't think he's a receiver. Um, and I think that you want to take advantage of his physicality and also his um, pass coverage ability, his ranginess. And I think the nickel position does that, especially hmm. with what Chiswick has been known to do.
0: Okay. UNC in a good position for him?
1: Yeah, I think North Carolina is a good position. They've got him on campus a bunch of different times. You know, he's, he's visited other schools, but I think North Carolina was the only school he's, he visited in January.
0: Okay. The next three are going to be a little hard to pronounce. Simaj? Turner. Samaj, Sim- yep. Samaj, yes. Yeah, I said. You you corrected me by saying the same thing.
1: I was saying, I was confirming to you. <laughs>
0: all right. Getting loose Valid- here. I
1: was validating you.
0: There you go. I need it. I need it all. Defensive lineman 6'2, 235 from Faftown, North Carolina, Reagan Puff. High School. Pufftown. Puff. I'm surprised Where?
1: you don't know that because it, well, I guess you you, you Greensboro. I guess is not that close to Puff is Town. Is that Charlotte? No, that's,
0: that, that's just north of Winston-Salem. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Deanna King's
1: from down there. I think Deanna King's even further, Yeah. further, uh, I guess, west, north. She's from Starmount.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Samaj Turner.
1: Okay. Or, or Starmount's Star the high school. I can't remember what the town is. Um, mm-hmm. You might know, though. Um, so, Samaj... Another guy who wasn't offered until after Gene Chiswick became defensive coordinator, defense, uh, or yeah, defensive alignment. So it kind of kind of fits into the idea of wanting to get some bigger bodies inside. Um, You know, we, we haven't done a whole lot on him. I will be definitely doing a lot more on him on the coming months, but he's a guy who's just started his recruitment, just kind of just started a little bit. He's taken some visits. UNC didn't offer him until what was it like a week ago. So um mm-hmm he did camp at North Carolina last year. So coach uh, Tim cross is definitely aware of him, has an idea of what he brings to the table, but I think we're going to see more of his recruitment start to unfold once the February dead period ends.
0: Okay. So much Turner. All right. Next up, maybe the hardest one to pronounce. Shamarad Umrov. Umrov.
1: So they, they call him sham. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I don't, I don't. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. But you want to give the rest of his. Yeah. From Alpharetta, Georgia, Denmark High School.
0: Six, six uh, two ninety nine, ranked a four star player, ranked three thirty eight in the nation, number twenty offensive tackle.
1: His high school coach is Mike Palmieri, who was the long time first and long time coach of Meadow Creek High School in Charlotte, which has produced tons of players, Mark uh, Marquise Williams so on and so forth. Brian Walker ended up North Carolina, all those guys. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so so this is a kid who um, I believe he started didn't start playing football until recently. He's originally from Russia, um, but uh, big body kid just with natural athleticism. And during the, um, I guess it was in June, made a bunch of visits with some spring footage. And ended up scoring a bunch of scholarship offers, including one from North Carolina. He started to pick up even more steam this past season. Um, you know, plans on returning to UNC at some point in the spring. C- completely wide open. A little naive to everything. Not a, you know, n- didn't follow college football. So he's not one of those ones that knows that Alabama's won a bunch of national championships. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but really good kid. Love, love talking to him. And uh, it's going to be difficult because a lot of the SEC schools are recruiting him really hard, but he definitely likes North Carolina a lot.
0: All right, we got some breaking news here. You ready? Sure. From Carolina Football. Uh-oh. We're, we're excited to announce that UNC and Coach Mack Brown have agreed on a one-year extension, keeping the length of his contract at five years. Woohoo! Instant Instant reaction.
1: My instant reaction, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like Mac Brown's going to coach at North Carolina until he can't coach,
0: right? I don't know. Since his return to Carolina, Mac has done an outstanding job building a positive culture and energizing our fan base, Cunningham said, Bubba Cunningham. Under his leadership, we will continue to win both on the field and in the classroom, and we are all excited about the future of our football program. Sincere thanks to Mac and Sally for all their contributions to the Chapel Hill community. I want to thank the board of trustees, Chancellor Gustavitz, Bubba Cunningham, and Athletics Department for their continued investment in our football program, Brown said. We've been able to accomplish a lot over the last four years on the field, in recruiting, and in the classroom. The program uh, program was able to navigate a difficult period during the pandemic and is a healthy place currently. We're excited about where we're headed, and as we continue to receive strong support from the university, the future is bright for Carolina football. What's your reaction? Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's in coach. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you gotta, he's 70s. he got to step away. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, he's got to uh, win. He's going to win next year, man. I mean, he's on the... You
1: don't think he's, no matter what happens, he's safe until he wants to leave? I don't know. That's what I kind of feel like.
0: Yeah, you, you get that. You think that. but dang, I mean, I think next year's going to be a weird year because they're going to have issues on... Um, a new quarterback, offensive line, but I think the defense will be better. And they do have some playmakers, I think, on the skill positions. But the most two most important positions, offensive line and, and quarterback, are where the question marks are.
1: Yeah. So you think if it's another not-so-great season, things could get a little bit heated on a seat?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if they don't win, you know, I think if they get the seven wins, I think everything's good. But anything below that, you know, five, six wins, dicey Dave. All right, moving on. We have two more, Don. We do, and we're making great time. Yeah, you've done a great job. All right, Desmond Umazulu. Okay. I think we've talked about him already. Uh, Yeah. We we talked about him a couple podcasts ago. Edge rusher, 6'6", 220, from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Uh, Ranked 307 in the nation. 26-ranked edge rusher and a 24-7 sports uh, composite four-star prospect. So here's another guy
1: who attended the first junior day and left very impressed. Told me afterwards that UNC was one of his favorite schools since then, though, he's picked up a lot of big offers. And I'm curious to see what sort of impact those offers will have because he is the further you get away, the harder it is to kind of recruit guys in generally speaking, you know, and he's in Maryland, which obviously is within UNC's, traditional recruiting footprint but it's right there on the edge there but um obviously you know he's a kid who values academics and North Carolina is always going to have um some sort of advantage with those type of kids but um I'm curious to see what kind of happens as far as the big schools recruiting him I think Penn State is also another you know this is another kid that Penn State is um has a really good shot with
0: okay Desmond Umiazulu all right. And last but not least, and I know this guy's name, and most people that cover uh, the follow our podcast should know his name uh, Rico Walker, edge rusher, 6'3, from Hickory, North Carolina, four star guy, 161 in the nation, 14 ranked edge rusher, and the number three ranked player in the state of North Carolina.
1: So, yeah, this is a kid that North Carolina has been able to get to campus a bunch. This is a kid I've been talking about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I, met, I remember the first time I saw him at a 707 camp or 707 tournament. It wasn't a very good tournament. So he stuck out like a thor- a, a, thor- a sore thumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> and But in a good way. I was like, I immediately I saw him. And I mean, he's chiseled, tall, long, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he wants to be a tight end or a receiver. But I mean, this kid, his talent is at the edge rusher position. He during he attended North Carolina's first junior day, among other visits he's made in North Carolina, where he was told, and this is I thought was kind of interesting or revealing about Chizik's new defensive scheme, that UNC sees him more as an outside linebacker, which which I thought was interesting because I think he's an edge guy, but you know maybe. Maybe there's some sort of hybrid sort of position that that Chizik's thinking about. Who knows? But um, you know, UNC's definitely in this. They've been able to draw him to camp as a bunch. But you know, his dad played at Auburn, so he definitely has some SEC blood in him. Definitely seems interested in the SEC, particularly Tennessee, where his dad's former recruiter and position coach is now coaching at. So I who's think that? who's gotta, that? Who's um, that? I don't know his name off the top of my head. i just have to look.
0: Okay. All right. I don't
1: think I have it in my... No, I don't have it in my notes.
0: That wraps up our 20 names to know in the 2023 class. Don, look at the 20 names, okay?
1: Okay. How many do you
0: think UNC lands? Oh, we're going to do this again.
1: (laughs) All right, so let's see. Let's go... Do you want to give me an over-under? What
0: do you mean? Just no.
1: All right, I will go with oh man i
0: closed the dock and we pulled up again
1: i mean i'm gonna go with um let's say seven Ooh, i and i, I was I, actually I, leaning lower than that
0: i was gonna say 10 over under 10 i guess
1: yeah i would yeah. definitely go under 10 okay with, with this uh particular list
0: there you have it unc football fans um i have a couple questions here. So I'm looking at the ranking of the North Carolina class, the class North Carolina, the 23 class uh, North Carolina rankings. So why is Keith Sampson, is he just not realistic for UNC? He is limited North Carolina. He came out with a top schools list that excluded North Carolina.
1: Also, um, Sam Pendleton uh, yesterday came out with a, a guy who I think is definitely top 10 in state, maybe even top five. Borderline top five kid. He eliminated North Carolina yesterday also. Is he in um, state? He's in state. He's in state. Yeah. It's only yeah.
0: showing, it's only showing 10 players or 14 players. Okay. What about um like Dalen Smothers or Javante Vereen? So UNC hasn't offered either one of those guys. Okay.
1: For for the running back position, UNC is focusing more on a speed guy because if you look at what UNC has signed the past couple of classes with you know Cable Hood two classes ago. Amari um, Hampton last class, um, Kamara Edmonds two classes ago. They've gotten a bunch of the bigger workhorse sort of backs, and they want more guys like George Petaway. And so they've only offered one running back, and that was actually on Monday, and he's he's a, a speed guy, and that's probably the direction they're going to go. If you're looking at just depth-wise, scholarship depth-wise, UNC is actually pretty good at running back, but you don't want to ever go a class without signing one just because it's it's a position so prone for injuries, that you want to make sure you have too much depth, depth, definitely not be in a position where you don't have enough.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. And finally, before we go into our listener submitted questions, when you mentioned Maryland, what do you think about a one Gunter Brewer leaving Louisville for Maryland? Well, I mean, good
1: for Gunter Brewer. Uh, I, you know, I I was surprised, I guess.
0: Sure. He He, sure cares about what Don Callahan thinks.
1: (laughs) We still talk. And, um, you know, but I, I bumped into him multiple times of uh, recruiting. He had the, um, the, the triad area, your area. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I saw him at a couple of schools during um, some of my, my touring. And, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, good for him. Go to, go to big 10, lead the ACC. You know, I, I I've always thought he's a really good coach, unbelievable recruiter, tireless recruiter. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, Marilyn, I think is getting a good, um, recruiter, a good uh, wide receivers coach.
0: There you go. What a take Gunnar Brewer, friend of the program. Okay. Let's go through our list of submitted answers and get out of here. All right. I'll read. So we asked y'all to submit the top four, you know, a lot of these names have been mentioned already. So we'll kind of breeze through these. Uh, I'll start off Noah from Korea, Caleb downs, maybe a pipe dream, but it would be amazing knocking heads back there in just defense, Noah Rogers, um, we mentioned about him, and he said one four-star defensive lineman or linebacker and two four-star offensive linemen.
1: All right. We got John from Lynchburg, home of five-star UNC signee Zach Rice and Howard. Number five is A.J. Harris. As we mentioned, five-star cornerback. down corners are hard to find. Number four, Caleb Downs, five-star safety. Need Warren to steal from Georgia. Number three, um, Mont... Is it Mont uh, – I don't know how to pronounce his first name.
0: You didn't have him on the list.
1: I didn't. You know, UNC's offering – he's a South Carolina guy.
0: Montague Rams. Rams. Montague
1: Rams. Okay, we'll go Montague. Um, Four-star defensive lineman. Rip another from South Carolina. He's kind of what my – maybe he visits UNC, but I just see uh, – he's he's one it's, – Is it's harder to see him come in North Carolina, which is what I was talking about earlier. You know, um, yeah. the difference is Marquis Anderson has made three, four visits already. This kid hasn't even been on campus yet, although he's mentioned North Carolina a couple of times. Anyway, number two, KJ Sampson. This must have been before KJ eliminated North Carolina. Four-star D lineman, keep control of North Carolina. Number one, Rico Walker, four-star defensive end, keep control of North Carolina.
0: All right, Matt from Charlotte. Maybe a new submitter here. Rico Walker, Christian Hamilton, A.J. Harris, highest offer offensive lineman. Highest offer, defensive lineman. All right.
1: Our good friend of the show, Preston from Greensboro. Cousin?
0: Unrelated, for sure. Unrelated. Are you sure? 100%. You seen that guy?
1: (laughs) We we need DNA testing. Yeah. All right. So number five, Noah Rogers. Got to get the number one guy in the state. Number four, Jamal Jarrett. Big and talented. Need as many quality big guys as we can get. Number three, Rico Walker. Always need pressure on the quarterback. Catawba County guy. Number two, Chris Culliver, my, my favorite 23 guy, diverse and super athletic, maiden guy. Number one, a razor for Ross. There we you definitely go. need a razor for Ross.
0: All right. Todd and Carrie. He has just last names. Read through them here. Sullivan right. Absher. Yeah, Sullivan Absher. Continue to build the O line. Legit chance with him. Um, Jamal. Jamal Jarrett. More bodies on the defensive line. Always smart move. Uh, Christian Peel. Chris Peel. Chris Peel, uh, cornerback secondary, is a big need for this class. He looks like he can be a lockdown corner. Christian Walker? Rico. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually more fun. Uh, Looks like a freak who can be a tear off the edge. You have to prioritize these guys. Christian Hamilton?
1: Yes, very good.
0: Third time's a charm. Wide receiver is another area where we need to continue to build. Tempted to say Rodgers, but Hamilton seems more realistic. And bonus, he has Tucker and Cullivale. Culliver, I'm sure of positions, but they seem like great athletes you always need to have.
1: All, All right. right. Dale, who always submits a uh, list of top five. He has number five, Caleb Downs, another long shot, but with Josh's UNC experience plus a revitalized defense under Chiswick and Warren, would love to see Downs carry on his brother's legacy. Number four, A.J. Harris. If Bly is going to cement himself as an ace recruiter and teacher, he needs to start convincing some big-time cornerbacks to come to UNC. Number three, Noah Rogers. Feels like low probability at this time, but another national recruit in our backyard. Number two, Monroe Freeling with the struggles of on offensive line this past season need uh, to need add more, I guess need to add more high caliber players. Zach Rice was the start need Freeling to continue the trend. And number one, Rico Walker national recruit in our backyard have to win these battles to keep momentum. Walker has a definitely has a following within our um, listeners.
0: There you go um brent from gilbert arizona uh not gert what yeah not gert no rogers christian hamilton as number five top two players in the state take one or both Four rico walker need to find a pass rusher number three jamal jarrett or a subsequent player of his size need a big body eat up space in a four three scheme two caleb downs top safety in the class uh, and AJ Harris, top three cornerback in the class, potential immediate playing time um, if Tommy or Storm go pro. So you got two of the top defensive backs there as is one and two.
1: All right. Yeah, a lot of um, Caleb Downs, AJ Harris, and then also Rico Walker. Yeah. No Rogers also. Anyway, all right. Um, Drew from Lizard Lick, uh, number five, AJ Harris seems like a reach at this point, but would be would be a great pickup. Number four, Rico Walker. The more talented D-line, the better. Number three, Caleb Downs. Safety is a big need, in my, in my opinion. Number two, Daylon Smothers. I don't know why UNC hasn't offered him. He's legit. And number one, Christian Hamilton. Always needs speed at the wide receiver position. Rogers would be nice, too. All
0: right. Have you been to Lizard Lake? It's an actual place.
1: I, I think I drive past it. Isn't it when you're driving 264?
0: Uh, yeah, to Zebulon. Yes. Eighty-seven, right. yeah, yeah, to sixty-four. But I heard that TV
1: show is completely fake.
0: Lizard-like towing?
1: I, I believe so.
0: Yeah, yeah, lizard-like towing. I don't know if it's still going on. I mean, that was years ago. I watched that show. But it, but it was completely fake, right? I don't know. It seemed real to me.
1: <laughs> would <laughs> was, you call them up to?
0: It was to, always real to me. Damn it!
1: <laughs> would you call them up to tow your car if you're stuck?
0: Uh, sure. <laughs> um yeah all right good stuff like, guys
1: you like being on reality television
0: i don't know never had the opportunity all right don uh great show good job on your side that was a lot of information uh hopefully y'all got something out of this podcast we'll be back in two weeks commitment from spencer Rowland. spencer Rowland uh and a breakdown of the top targets and, and realistic targets and Names to know in the 2023 class. Guys, rate review and subscribe to the Inside Carolina Podcast. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And of course, check out Johnny T-shirt and Johnny shirtcom Thanks, guys. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted
1: werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Okie Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the
0: end. I have vision somehow. Make it stop, make it shut up.
1: You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.